Um, he swam <laughs> fucking 20 miles like a dolphin, and that's yeah. all you have to he say? He swam nine hours as a dolphin. You know, he got out of the water, and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> They're like, holy shit, William, you've become a dolphin. You are listening to the Dude Nature Podcast. everyone welcome to the dude nature podcast okay it's actually a little bit sunny in here today adam as always is on the clock he's a professional podcaster he's game paid software developer podcaster the first one ever it's pretty amazing the first and the last true great software developer podcaster yeah hey do you have a gripe today? barman poet yep barman poet what's that from the best fucking Tom Cruise movie. Uh, no, these are the gripes where we gripe to each other for 30 seconds each about something mildly irritating. So what is, what is your gripe? I want to watch cocktails tonight. What is your gripe? I'm my gripe. I'm my, not watching cocktail. You, fuck you. Why? I actually, Tom Cruise. Why is would part, you not watch that movie I have tonight? a section in my outline about Tom Cruise. Okay. Okay. We're going. He's coming later. Um, hey, my gripe today is that it's laundry day. Dear listener, you know when it's laundry day and you have nothing to wear. Well, guess what? I have no boxers to wear. And I walked there over to Adams in sweatpants and it was raining. So then I got all my sweatpants got wet. So I'm now sitting in wet sweatpants with no boxers and it's super uncomfortable. My gripe is I wish I had a section in my closet for clothes that are neither clean nor dirty. Bang! So these mm. are clothes that you've worn and you're going to wear again tomorrow. They are in the middle. For example, your favorite sweatpant. I'm sure that you've worn that more than once this week. Right. So where do you put that? You can't put it with the clean mm-hmm. clothes, right? And you can't put it with the dirty clothes because no, it'll get dirty. I know. I have a section. So you need to put it in your... It's like your active clothes wear. You know? It's like it's you're your, currently wearing It's what's currently station. rotated on. So what I put... I just I just leave it on the couch, which isn't good. That's terrible. So I need a section. What do That's you do stupid. with it? It goes above my shoes in my closet. Because it's usually only like a couple parts. You know? So it works out. Noah, let's play a game. Let's do it. We're going to play an old classic, one we haven't played in a little bit. It's called Name That Movie. So I am going to say the plot, and you are going to say what the title is, okay? All right. Disaster strikes more than six miles below the ocean surface when water crashes through the walls of a drilling station. Uh, James Cameron. Okay. The Abyss. TJ Miller from Silicon Valley is in this movie. That's crazy. So is Kristen Stewart of Twilight. What? Yep, James Cameron. The so they have James Cameron the best. God fucking damn it! Isn't you that what your fucking is? They have to walk across the ocean floor for seven miles to get to the main facility, I guess. And yeah, it's T.J. Miller and Kristen Stewart. And guess what, Noah? <laughs> yeah. Guess what? Yeah, they're not alone. Yeah, there's a fucking there's thing a out fucking there. <laughs> slurper out there. Okay, what is that movie? The Abyss, James Cameron. It's not the Abyss. It's called it's called okay. Underwater, and it came out last year. What? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Weird, weird, right? Uh, second one. You're gonna you you have a chance of getting this. What's one. the James Cameron one? I'm, t- I'm Abyss. thinking of Abyss. You got okay, it. fine. Carl Brashear is an ambitious sharecropper who joins the U.S. Navy to become the world's first black master diver. But as he works through diving training, a fucking racist ass Robert De Niro tries to stop. Yeah, him. yeah, yeah. Fucking oh no, oh no. It's with Denzel Washington. There's no Denzel. Cuba Gooding Jr. Yep, that's the one. Yeah, and they have the scene in the bar where he has to hold his breath in the yep. helmet. Yep, yep. Really good movie. Just shut up. Just, just 
Fuck. What is wrong? Movie is with Men me? of Honor. So what is Men of Honor? I Alex. had I had Cuba. What? Ha- where do you think Cuba Gooding Jr. is now? Snow Dogs. Cuba Gooding Jr. Snow Dogs. What happened after Snow Dogs? Um, Jerry Maguire. That was show me the money, Jerry. I mean, that's legendary. It's legendary Jerry Maguire, role. Snow Dogs, Men of Honor. That's the fucking Andrew set. Okay, last one. A traumatized shark expert must battle her own fears to lead a thrill-seeking businessman on a dive into a dangerous section of water known as Shark Alley. And the shark expert is bikini-clad Halle Berry. None other than the very that same Halle fucking Berry. Sick shark expert. You're not going to get this one. So nope. th- the title is Dark Tide. So Noah, what is our topic today? Our topic today is free diving. Par usual, Adam. We have an absolutely packed episode. Can't believe we're fitting it all in. First, we're going to start with why do people free dive? Then types of competitions, then halftime weed, honey, then free diving legends, and we're gonna finish up with free diving with whales. How do you feel about free balling? Free balling is the I, act well, of non wearing. That's boxers. what's interesting right now is actually I'm actually free balling right now. As I said in my grab, I have no boxers on, and usually it you don't sucks like it. Ass. I thought you liked support, right? I, you're not you, like support. you're on record with liking support. When I walked over to your house, not only am I, it was it raining, but also like it, I sweated too. So it's just it's terrible. It's terrible without boxers. They wick away the moisture. Adam, begins mm-hmm. that don't suck. You have 60 seconds to tell us everything we need to know about the podcast episode to enjoy the podcast episode. Indeed. You ready? Yes. Three, two, one. How long can you hold your breath? Not long. Can like, you can you hold it for 30 seconds? I think I can. I think I would hope I could do 45 seconds. Can you hold it for a minute? I'm not sure. Can you touch the bottom of a 12-foot pool and come back up? Yeah. Okay. Free diving. Are these childhood fascinations, but pushed to the absolute extreme, okay? Whether it's riding on a motor scooter down to the bottom of the ocean or powering your way with a monofin, free divers are obsessed with pushing themselves, they're mentally and physically, David Goggins like, to the brink. In this episode, we explore why, and we explore more of the crazy world of free diving, okay? And so Noah... What is our theme? Our theme is making humans a sea creature or humans making themselves a sea creature. Yeah. It's really dope. But when people free dive around, it does look like a human sea creature. A seaman. A seaman. A seaman, as you will. A seaman. Seaman. Adam. Yep. First section. Mm -hmm. Who and why do people do this shit? Who and what do people do this? And why? And what? And when? And now everyone's annoyed. Um, yeah. So why the fuck do people do this crazy thing where they hold their breath under the water for like 10 minutes and, and it's very, very dangerous. Yes. Okay. So we're going to talk about two people and they're very, they're very famous free divers. Number one of them, Natalia Molkanova of Russia yeah. died in November this year, this year from free diving on a routine free drive. She was probably wow the world's greatest free diver before she died. Okay. She, she didn't start. A, she died in a routine. Let me one. tell you about Natalia. She didn't start free diving until she was forty years old. So natural. Until she was literally forty. It's called the natural. Kevin okay. Costner, Dennis Quaid. She said that the craziest thing she did before free dri- free diving was riding her motor scooter around the city where she lived. Wow. What is that city, Adam? I believe it was Paris, but it's not. Much so she else. went from basically doing nothing exciting to free diving. Yeah, exactly. That's nuts. Okay. Her son is also a super famous free diver right. as well. So, Natalia, she has an amazing poem that I'm going to read, but first we're going to... R.I.P. R.I.P., exactly. First, we're going to hear from William Turbridge in his TED Talk. So, William Turbridge, who is he? 
He's a free diver who once held the world record for no fin diving, which is where you power along, along a rope with no fin, and you grab a tag at the bottom of the ocean and return to the surface. So I should probably start said, off. Did you say no limit? Is that what you said? Yeah, no limit. And you could also use whatever kind of equipment you want to get you down and up. Well, that is no limit. Sorry, I didn't mean no limit. I mean no fin. This is no, oh no my fin. bad. Not I mean, no limit. No fin. So we should probably just go in really quick about what actually is free diving. <laughs> yeah, because there's a million different the types. Why. There's a million different types. So I'm gonna get into the types after I play these clips. But basically, free diving is where you are either next to or grabbing onto a line of some sort, and you try to go as deep as possible. And you get one point in these competitions per meter. That's the standard. You get one point per meter. Also, free diving, it also encompasses things like underwater hockey. It also encompasses things like just literally laying flat on your face and holding your breath. There's competitions for that as well. Okay? That's what free diving is. Free diving is d diving without a scuba tank on. Yep. Which humans have been doing human for a fish. long time. Making a human a fish. Human right. fish. By the way, I love... If you can just do your job, but not have a backpack on, it changes the game. A backpackless person changes the game. Like if you could go backpacking without a backpack, that'd be a game changer because the backpacks suck. You feel free. Freed of the gear. Well, that's there. Just like you don't have boxers on. So honestly, you're freed of the gear of boxers, right? Well, I'm absolutely free, but it's not in a good way. So what's, you know, what's his name? Guillermo Neri. Can you say the actual pronunciation now? I think you got it. Guillermo, Guillermo Neri. Neri. He's a famous free diver and he like... He French, has French, right? He's French free diver, but it looks like ballet. He he's like doing ballet in the water. Is that because he's French or because he's a free diver? Both, both at the same time. Yeah, both. Okay, so we're gonna do we're gonna play this William Turbridge clip where he talks about he has a 15 minute talk about how how and why he free dives in the kind of zen like state you get into when you're diving and it's all quiet and you can't hear anything and you're surrounded by the darkness of the water. And as he explains it, you kind of leave the terrestrial world behind. So I'm just gonna play a minute of this and let me know what you think. High pressure of gases and in your lungs, your capillaries there are swollen and dilated from the negative pressure. So there's, there's nothing about what's happening in your body that resembles any other sport or activity. But why would it? What you're doing is perhaps the most alien thing a human body can do. Sure, if you take a spacewalk, then you, you're off the planet and you're weightless, but a free dive transforms you into a, another creature altogether. It's dark now. It's a kind of penumbral twilight. It doesn't really matter. There's not much to see down here anyway. There's very little to hear either. Someone could be letting off fireworks on the surface and you wouldn't hear it. <laughs> he looked like he had best, all there is is that? the kind of dull thudding of your heartbeat, which is slowed to less than half its resting rate. You're really playing this, huh? It's so slow that there's this kind of eerie pause it's good, it's between good. the two phases of the beat. So instead of being boom, 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 it's more of a glung, glung, glung. Right. Um, okay. I think I think get, everyone I think gets everyone it. Everyone fucking gets yeah, it. Yeah. He really plays it. He really plays it up too. He's standing there and, and he's being, being very quiet and very slow with his movements. Yeah. He also does a crazy thing with his ribs, which is really disturbing. But obviously, I can't play that here. Anyway, so that's William Turbridge. So what he's talking about, right, is this is this Zen state and leaving the natural world behind and kind of what people what people experience when they, you know, get that runner's high or something like that. What do you think? What do yeah. you make of it? Um, I think that you can also look at Guillermo Neri and whatever. 
it's like basically without the scuba tank, it, they're kind of like they're flying. It looks more like they're flying. It's a human sea creature. It looks like a human sea creature. Like because they're so far down, like 50, you know, because they're so far down, it, it, you're like, it must be a fish, but it's a human. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? And they're dancing around. It's it really would be, cool. I can, it would be pretty amazing to do that without the horrible tank on. It would be amazing if you could get your breath to a couple minutes and you could go down to about 50 feet and just like hang out down there. It'd be, it'd be amazing. Okay. So let's move on to Natalia Molkanova, who passed away in, in November on a routine dive. She was the world's greatest freediver. So I'm going to read her poem. Her poem, just like freediving, is very vertical. It's very long and skinny. Go ahead. We're trying. We're trying to get a picture in in. You we're guys, trying to in explain or in, in your head in your head about about freediving. We're trying to explain why people would do this, and in this specifically being the competitive sport of freediving, where people hold their breath for well, like four minutes at a time. Also, there's a lot of sick freediving videos that kind of capture it. So we're trying to yeah. put the image there. Continue, Adam. Continuing on. Here's the poem from Natalia Molkanova. I have perceived non-existence, the silence of eternal dark, and the infinity. I went beyond the time. Time poured into me, and we became immovable. I lost my body in the waves, perceiving vacuum and quiet, becoming like its blue abyss, and touching on the oceanic secret. I am going inwards, recollecting what I am. I am made of light. I peer intensely. The depths reveal a breath. I merge with it, and onto world emerge. Deep shit deep shit right there did you like the reading reading by a weitzman uh i i like the reading you also queued up the other thing you queued it up nicely good cue a couple other quotes from william Ter- william never say that okay. we're not pretentious on this podcast. unencumbered immersion to escape the surface he says and you become stillness immersed in stillness okay this is what a bajau see now i'm pronunciation please yeah, i gave it to it's you. either bahau or bajau a spear fisherman who's been doing this all of his life said about freediving. He says he focuses, I focus on my mind on breathing. I only dive once I'm totally relaxed. He says he goes into a trance-like state before entering the water. And most freedivers, they talk about this, how they need to get their body completely relaxed so as not to use oxygen when they're moving around. Because they're going down hundreds of feet. Right, exactly. So it's basically like zen and sport. It's, it's like zen, zen. It's zen plus sport. Right, so like yoga. That's so, cool. So you yeah. love it, right? It's basically yoga. Yeah, it's my favorite. <laughs> fuck yoga what do you think um i think it's fucking awesome and it is like zen plus a sport and it's like they have to get into a meditative state so they can go down a couple hundred feet and survive okay let's talk about some of the physical challenges of being a free diver obviously you need oxygen right to survive once you start diving deeply oxygen stores reduce <clears throat> their availability in the blood and leave vital organs okay so like your fingers and they start shrinking towards your heart there's obviously tons of pressure like when you go to a bottom of the pool you know when your ears hurt fucking sucks right imagine going a hundred meters beneath the ocean yeah i can't i, I mean a lot imagine. of these records are basically under under 100 meters under wait, the sea wait, wait. which is question. basically a football field i have a question a little bit longer underneath the waves when i yeah when i go down 12 feet it hurts my ears yeah how do they go down like 400 feet they're, e- they're i guess they're equalizing the whole time in their in and the, they're all they also have breathing techniques that release pressure i mean what what how he does this crazy thing with his ribs and it's kind of like a yoga thing too where you basically suck your ribs up your your chest up underneath your ribs okay so they're doing all this shit while they're descending. And they're completely relaxed. Like they're trying not to move. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. They're doing all that shit while they're descending. Yeah. They're equalizing. That, how do they equalize it inside of their body? I have no idea. I have no idea. I mean, 
just speaking along those lines, the Bajau fisherman, Bajau or Bajau, who he lives on stilts in Indonesia, his eyesight is actually twice as good. He's he's adapted to spear fishing. His eyesight is twice as good as a European's for diving. But the problem with him is that they just rupture their eardrums, the Bajau people. They're really? literally because yeah, of the pressure. Because of the pressure. They don't there's no teaching on how to equalize or do anything like that. They're they just, just like they we're just bl- literally blow their ears out when they do it. So they're just like, we're going to blow our ears out instead of, right. it's crazy. Because they've just been doing it for generations. So can no one talk to each other? I mean, they can't hear anything. There's a lot, of, there's a lot of yelling in Bajau. There's a lot of yelling. There's a lot of spears and fishing and yelling. Spears, fishing, yelling. Yeah. Yeah, you get the gist of it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we've been doing free diving for a long time, right? Yeah. In ancient Greece. I've been free balling for like about <laughs> 30 minutes. It's killing <laughs> How me. How was that? It sucks balls. People dove for sponges in, in ancient Greece for what? Why they dive for sponges? Why do you use a sponge? What do you need a sponge wash for? Wash yourself. To wash yourself. Right? To take a bath. Is that why okay. they're called sponges? Also in the Peloponnesian War, which was Sparta and Greece. Mm-hmm. Sparta and Athens is what I meant. Sure. Okay. Close enough. People that were dive specialists and they would have to dive through blockades. Damn. To send messages. Free dive through blockades. Yeah. Free ball through that blockades. That should have been the episode. Right? Isn't that sick? And that's what the episode should have been. In Japan, so there's a tradition where women called amas dive for pearls. And they wear a certain headscarf. And they're very like... That's cool. So you got the spear fishermen. Yeah. Then you got the people diving on the barricades. And then Japanese women diving for pearls. The point is that we've been doing this shit for a long time. We've been free diving. You know? It's you, a thing. Yeah. It's a fucking tight Coming thing that people creature. do. All right? Becoming a sea creature. So, how do these competitions work? These free diving competitions, okay? They're hosted in areas that are easily accessible. The last couple of years, it's been in Roitan, Honduras. And 2017 and 2019, all right? So, here's what happens. You lie on your back and you wait for your time to be called. You're surrounded by a circle of other free divers. You know, big community, the free diver community. Yeah, big Sick community. Sick commune. Right? So, good vibes. What kind of... Free diving competition is this because there's many different kinds. Right. We're going to get into that in just one second. All right. Okay. Bud. All you right, lay buddy. on your back until uh, in, in a countdown from 30. And then once the count gets to zero, you have a window of 15 seconds to go down the line and retrieve your flag from the bottom. Say that again. How many rips of the weed did you take before this podcast? A little too many. Say that again, please. That was interesting. Okay. You count down from 30 seconds, right? To zero. Yeah. You're laying on your back. And then once it gets to zero... You're surrounded by other divers. You have a 15-second window to start your dive. Okay. To go down to the bottom, right? And there's many different types of dives, which we're going to get into in a second. But you get, in every one of these dives, you get one point per meter. And it's it's a predetermined spot. So they lower the rope and there's a tag on the bottom. You got to go down and get your tag. Okay? You come back up with your tag. And then what you have to do when you come back up is a specific, like a one, two, three, four. You know, when you come up from diving, there's like, you. Mm-hmm. what is it when you come up from diving? You have to like take your mask off and like stuff like that. Just show that you're okay. You don't want to put the mask on your head. That's the distress signal. That's a huge mistake people make. Diver, diver, pretentious diver. Okay. So they come up, they take their mask off and they look at the judge and they have to signal an okay. And then they wait for the flag. So there's three different types of flag, right? There's a yellow a red and a white. Yellow means there's a penalty. So in some of the competitions, you can't touch the rope. Mm-hmm. If you touch the rope, you'll get a yellow for and a there's penalty. Like refs looking. There's looking. There's refs all the way through. There's safety divers with lay- oh, scuba. Yeah. And there's refs as well. I want a ref. I don't know if I want to do it. You can fail a dive with a red card. And if you get a white card, 
I mean, it's all good. So once they show the white, the white card, and it's been like a record dive, you can see there's great YouTube videos of this, obviously. People will go fucking nuts. They're literally creaming their pants. Everyone's going, what? You get splashed. Everyone's going wild. You're Willie and Truebridge. So you're like sick guy already. And yeah. then you just have sex. You just like, you point and you're like, boom, sex. And then they t- you take them back. They're fit too. They're so fit. Everyone's fit. so fit. It's, it's well, they look like a fish. Yeah, they look like little fishies. Um, okay, so that's a protocol. Merman. Sorry. No, go ahead. I have once the volume. <laughs> I just, I, I, the problem is that I use the joke. In the I think wrong you place. took too many rips. I did. I think we. Yeah, I did, but, took too many. Uh, but but continue, please. Okay. Um. So these are the types of dives. All right. There is constant weight diving, which is where the the diver has a mono fin, which is that big triangle thing on the back, as opposed to a split fin. It's the most common type of free diving. It looks like half of a circle put on both of your feet. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what it looks like. It's a half circle on both your feet. Okay, the diver is not allowed to pull on the guide rope as they go down. So when they hit the tag, they grab it and they come back up. Um, the son of Natalia Molkanova, yeah, Alexei Molkanova, he is the wor- is the world record holder in constant weight at 130 meters. Okay, so if you think of a football field, is roughly roughly 100 meters. It's not. It's 100 yards, but it's roughly 100 meters. Uh huh. Okay, he is going. Down one a and a third football field below the surface with nothing with a fin that's with insane. nothing it's swimming insane. all the way down and holding his breath the whole time that's right insane. so it's about like three and a half minutes of breath holding yeah even longer it's wild can you imagine that how fucking long can you hold your breath in a pool three that's how long they hold their breath but, for. but wait but it's three and a half minutes not staying still he's actually right like, exactly he's trying to exerting get down, energy he's trying to get down there so that's why they have all these like relaxation techniques that are amazing that's insane okay Constant weight without fins. So this is regarded as the most difficult and pure from a sporting perspective. You're a sporting man. Yeah. So you're a sporting this man. Is, this is this is no weight, no fin. No weight, no fin. Okay. Nothing. Just a human body, human sea creature. The human sea creature body. You can pull on the rope in this one. Sorry, you can't. Sorry, constant weight without that fins. Doesn't make sense. Yeah, you can't pull on the that fucking rope. This, this is the free one. No, you can't pull on the fucking rope. You, it's the same as constant weight, but you just don't have fins. Right, use it straight down. Hence the name, Constant Weight Without Fins. Exactly. And now we're back. All right, William Truebridge, the very same, who we just heard from, right? Mr. Mr. Glug Glug, right? Yeah. He is the world record holder with 102 meters for men. So he's literally kicking with just his feet. 102 meters, how many feet? Uh, I'm not sure. Roughly a football field. Alexei Malkanov, also Malkanova, has the record at 125 meters just pulling on the rope. Basically, almost the same record that he has at constant weight where he has a fin on. So I guess pulling on the rope versus fin, mono uh-huh. fin is pretty similar. Yeah, I mean, pulling on the rope is less energy, right? For sure. Less energy than the fin. You'd think so. It's kind of a gliding motion when they do it. They like pull and rest and then pull and streamline. They do everything. Yeah, they do everything slow. It's got to It's got to be less energy, but it's slower. Oh, and they're face down too. Right. Like they're down. face going down. Yeah, they're face down. It's pretty wild. Yeah, that is some, that is some wild shit. Um, okay, then the last one is no limit, which is where you go down on a weighted sled. And then you rise on... So there's two types of no limit, sorry. There's variable weight and there is the true no limit. The very the no, no limit, which is the true no limit, is when you go down on the sled and then you come up on a airfield balloon. So you're assisted right. both ways. The sled is just like, it's it's attached on a cable going yeah, all the way down. Yeah, yeah. It's, and you're yeah. attached on the sled. It's like a bobsled. It's basically like being in a bobsled going down. 
right? It doesn't look like a bobsled. It, no, it's but just you a get big, the concept, though. Yeah, you're you're standing on a big weight. That's what it looks like. Sure, bobsled. <laughs> what do you think, bobsled? <laughs> I think it looks like a bobsled. Jamaica, we got a bobsled team. Um, okay, so that is no limit. The true no limit, and then. The world record holder in that sport is Herbert Nitsch of Austria. Yeah. He went down 214 meters or 702 feet. Okay. Of the four people, Noah, that have gone below 600 feet, two have died. Really? That have gone below 600? Yeah. And that's with no limit. It's got to be all of the pressure and and decompression sickness that you can get. And that's with no limit. Yeah. Yeah, it's with no limit. It's incredibly dangerous to do that. Okay. Well, just like that's in like the like deep fucking dark zone. That's like, you know what I mean? It's like fucking dark and freezing down there. That's the only reason you do that is to see how low you can actually get and hold your breath is the no limit. Yeah. Can you imagine how terrifying it would be being on a, on a sled and shooting down into the abyss? I'd shoot my to pants. 600 feet? Yeah, I'd shoot my pants right there. Absolutely. What do you think is a world record holder of just holding your breath? Like literally, okay, so just laying in a pool in a wetsuit in holding your breath with your head down. Based on my other research, it's got to be like above nine minutes. It's way above nine minutes. No, it's not. Yeah. Do you know what it is? To hold your breath? <laughs> I'm. You, people aren't going to believe what it is. To hold your breath? It's 25 minutes. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Shut up. Yeah. There's a YouTube video of it. It's that insane. is stupid. Yeah, it's stupid. It's 25 minutes. What does he go into like a sleep, a, a semi-sleep state? He goes into like an apnea, state of apnea. So he can put himself voluntarily in an apnea? Yeah, if you make yourself pass out, is that cheating? If you right. basically kill yourself, but then come back to life, does that count? I have the answer. Can what? you bring yourself back? Yeah. Okay. The last one. Okay, who the did last it? competition. Who did, who did that? That's um, obviously a Russian, right? It's a Russian. It? I don't know what his name is. Yeah. This is variable weight, no limit. Okay, it's where it. This is the one where Deep Blue. What's the movie called? Not Deep Blue. Into the Blue, right? The French movie about the rivalry. Not sure. Okay, I guess Deep Blue. Keep going. Jesus, it's not called Deep Blue. It's called Into the Blue, right? Sure. It's a rivalry between French freedivers, mm-hmm. and they used variable weight. So what it means is you go down in the sled, and you swim back up. Instead of the air-filled balloon. So it's fucking intense. That sounds so dangerous. It's really dangerous and intense. Why did they just make the no limit more dangerous? I don't know. I mean, the world record holder is Stavros Kastronakis of Greece, which is 146 meters. It took him three minutes and 33 motherfucking seconds to return to the surface. So you're literally sledding down. You're standing on a weight. You're going down to the abyss. And you got to swim yourself out of that shit. And they have these guys like planned out beforehand. To like the definitely. depth and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Lower the rope to a certain depth. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what do you think about all this? I think it's fucking sick. Honestly, as I said, human sea creature. We're trying to learn how to be sea creatures. Yeah. We're going back to the sea. We evolved out of it. We're going back. People were really pushing their bodies to do this kind yeah. of stuff. It know? is cool. It doesn't look like a human fish when they're out there. That's fucking unbelievable. Honestly. I mean, I, I can't believe that you can hold your breath for 25 I, minutes. I, I think I would love if you could if I could hold my breath for like three minutes, that'd be awesome. Hold on. Like what do I think about it? fishing? The 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 free diving where it's just like they go down without the sled and and then they go up. That's really cool. The no limits one is in, is like kind of insanity. Riding a weighted thing down into the abyss. Yeah, you gotta be a special. That sounds kind of fucking like a shit. bad idea. You gotta be a bad little boy to do it's that. Just, you bad said a little girl. Pirates that were bad, they did that 
involuntarily. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. All right, all right. So we're gonna go for the halftime honey, and then after that, we're gonna drink some fucking honey. Halftime weed honey. We're gonna talk about Tom Cruise. I'm so happy that Tom Cruise is in this. I don't know where. I wonder what connection you're gonna make. Cut the weed, please. Right. No, this is the halftime honey toast where we discuss and celebrate some absurd science in the news that is somehow related to our episode. I find the story and Noah he responds with his immediate thoughts. So I raise my glass and Noah, what do we drink? We are drinking the Jack Daniels honey. Hey Jack, mm-hmm. we will take payment in marijuana. I raise my glass of Jack Daniels honey to Tom Cruise, as I mentioned earlier. For training with a military free dive instructor to hold his breath for five minutes while filming the opening, filming the vault opening scene in Mission Impossible 5. That he could hold his breath for five minutes? Yeah, five minutes. That's super cool. Isn't that amazing? He does, uh, the thing about Tom, let's take this shot. To Tom. To Tom. To Tom. There you go, Tom. Good for you, Tom. Okay, I am. Think about, <laughs> ah! I tried to talk too early. Think about Tom as he does his own stunts, right? Yeah. That's what he's known for. So he trained with a military dive, diver to do this. That's super cool. Isn't that fucking awesome? It's really fucking cool. Yeah, in the in the scene that they're talking about, I mean, you can tell he's like fucking dying, basically. Wait, that's really fucking sick. There you go, Tom. He fucking commits. Not, How do you think not trained- only going into in, in, into flight instructor showers, he's also holding his breath. Now I want to say how he trained for a cocktail. Right. Just was he, he just know he flipping was doing that bottles shit. all the he's time? He's flipping bees. Yeah, but he's the one flipping the bees. Yeah. Definitely. Dope. Adam. Yep. You ready for legends? Yes. Okay. You've already, you've already, here, here, here you go. You've already, you've already talked about a couple. Okay. We're going to touch on Herbert Niche again. Oh, Herbert. Yeah. He, he's, he's coming back. Actually. So when you said he holds the record for no limit diving, which again is the bobsled going straight down to the abyss. The weight. Yeah. The bobsled going straight down to the abyss. The weight. The bobsled. As he says, each as Herbert says, each time I think I've reached a limit, there is a door. It opens and the limit is gone. Holy that's shit. That's what this dude, that's that's the set by a guy who takes a bobsled down to the center of the earth. Herbert Nietzsche. He is bobsled. known as the deepest man on earth, given to him when he set the world record at 702 feet in 2007. What's crazy about him is that he's actually an airline pilot. He was an airline pilot in his day job. And so unlike other divers, he did a lot of his training as he said, on the couch watching sitcoms. Just holding his breath? Like watching He would literally do like breath training watching Seinfeld and Curb Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> it's like, how long? Yeah, isn't that crazy? Why? Um, when asked what the key to winning in competitive freediving is, he said this. To know that power, to power is in calmness. In other words, the more relaxed and calm you are, the more successful your dive will be. Oh, he's competing in the most extreme version of freediving. Right, for B- sure. Bobsled to the abyss. He can hold his breath for more Sled, than nine min- nine minutes. Jesus fucking okay. Moses. So after the 702 feet dive, on June June 6, 2012, Herbert attempted a dive over 800 feet. But no, no limits. Really? 
He, so that would be past his world record. He's 130 feet past his world record. That is, uh, people are literally, as Adam said, four people have gone past 600 feet and the, two of them have died. Okay. He, so on the day of June 6, 2012, he flew down to 830 feet in the set, in the sled. In the weight. In the bobsled. They flew him down there. At the maximum death because of nitrogen narcosis, which base, which happens when you breathe in large concentrations concentrations of nitrogen while underwater. Yeah. Because he's down that far, which is nuts. He passed out. Oh shit. Okay, so now Did he, he have a safety diver? No. No, not so now 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 you maybe maybe he did. Not sure to be completely honest. But now you have a situation where a dude is 830 feet underwater and is passed out. And many people have died at less depths, just to put it in perspective. So like Noah was saying, 800 feet is past 215 meters. And Nat- Natalia Malkanova, the greatest free diver in the world, she died at 35 meters. What? It was really fucked up, right? So this is like, people this is like, die. people will fucking die. Well, it's like, people well, fucking die. I think it's like, it's like Everest in the fact that when you get to the near the top of Everest, you don't know how your body's going to react. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Um, so... He got the nitrogen narcosis down there at 830 feet. He passes out. Okay. The thing with nitrogen narcosis is that actually like he would have woken up in a few moments. Mm-hmm. But the people at the surface, whether either there was a diver down there already with him or they were monitoring his vitals. I'm not sure. But the people at the surface, they thought that he had actually like blacked out, which is how different they from know? nitrogen narcosis. They didn't know. Okay. Do you see how like... The nitrogen narcosis is not as bad as blacking out, but they misread it. I thought you said that he blacked out. He got nitrogen nar- narcosis, which yeah. means that you pass out for a couple seconds. Okay. They thought he blacked out, meaning that he like wasn't he wasn't gonna wake up. Like something really fucked up was happening, not just a little bit fucked up. So they immediately like started hauling him to the surface. Okay, and they hauled him to the surface way too fast. Oh shit! So, so he got the he, yeah, so he had like a stopping point at like a hundred feet to decompress. Yeah, right. And but they just they rushed him to the top. So he he woke up once he got to the top, and he basically had the bends. Um, which, it, which is can you explain what that is to us? Yeah. So, oh man, can I do it correctly? I, I believe in you. It's base. No, I can't do it. I forget. I'll be completely honest. Now everyone thinks I'm a worthless diver. I thought you were a rescue diver. I was a rescue diver, and I totally forget. I think it's build up like something in the blood. Yeah. What an idiot. Terror was a low moment for me. Anyway, once he once he was at the top and he got to shore, he he lost all feeling in his arm and a leg. So they rushed him to the hospital and he ended up in a coma for seven days. I can't believe he survived. He was in a coma for seven days? So this is when he attempted to break his own record by a long shot. He attempted to bust his own record. By a lot. And then he, what happened, he passed out nitrogen necrosis. They hauled him to the surface. He got decompression sickness, like a severe, because no one's ever been down that far. So, okay. so he ends up in a coma for seven days. And the doc, and then he wakes up and the doctors tell him he'll never walk again. Okay. Okay. One thing about Herbert Niche you should know is that to design, even design something that goes down 830 feet, he had to do it himself. Design the suit, the sled, the metal, the metal thing. Yeah, to even design the that, weight. even design that metal thing, he had to get into like metallurgy and all that shit. <laughs> so he's, really? he's kind of an OG. So they said he'd never walk again. Okay, yeah. 
after six months, but after six months on a wheelchair, um, and like a grueling physical and food diet that he composed for himself. So doctors were like, you're never going to walk. And he was like, I'm going to fucking walk. And then he, compo- he composed his own medical plan. This is a dude that dives to 830 feet under the water. He yep. basically composed his own medical plan. And in six months, he was walking again. Holy shit. Yeah. So this must have happened uh, pretty recently. He said he got to a really dark place. There was another quote I was going to read. He went to a dark place. Go ahead. Go ahead. But this is, this is about his recovery. As he puts it, despite the slow progress and initial depression, I kept my motivation alive and made the decision to do anything to bring my life back to what it used to be. I started a strict regime of superfoods, healthy living, exercise, and listening to my own intuition. Okay, wait, can I just time out? He So he wasn't doing that before he was like a world-class athlete? Listening to his own intuition? No, like working out and eating well. He was just doing like, it even more. He was doing it even another level. <laughs> he had like a okay. bag of Cheetos. Let, let me keep going. I started a strict regime of superfoods, healthy living, exercise, listening to my own intuition, even though this often meant disregarding well-meaning advice from doctors and experts. I adopted the same attitude that I always use with free diving, pushing boundaries, further exploring the human potential, and setting new limits where we thought we already knew everything. So he's just a fucking, he's just a hard ass. This is an OG. They said he never walked in. He did. He walked again? He walked again and has been diving again. He, what what he said is that I saw I saw a video of him of him dying again and coming back up and like the celebration and it was fucking lit. Yeah, it's fucking lit. Uh, yeah, yeah, this yeah. is what they're <laughs> It sounds really good over water. I heard it sounds good over water. Um, yeah, he's kind of just a G. Um, right. He said that as he said he's ninety percent all the way back on land and a hundred percent back on water. That's awesome. Yeah, he is not competing anymore. Oh, okay. That yeah, that's, that's is interesting because I've read with a lot of like even Guillermo N- Neru. Neri. He had a near death experience and he doesn't compete anymore. Oh, yeah. It's the, with all these dudes that are pushing the limit, they they keep doing it, then they have a near death experience and they're like, I'm not doing it anymore. There, so with Guillermo, there's that video of him on the Yonaguni monument, right? Yes. That we mentioned. Yeah, I was like, oh shit, that's the fucking monument. That's the fucking monument. In Japan. Right, and him dancing around. It's just basically, it's this alien-looking thing under the water that people if think is If you want to like know more about conspiracy. the Yonaguni monument, listen to Deep Sea Mysteries. I would watch the Guillermo. He also is... Okay, I'll, I'm saving it for my section. Okay, let's talk about William Truebridge. Yeah. Adam Ordi. The very Ad, The dude that read the quote at the beginning, okay? Right. Champion free diver. He's the man, okay? We know him as the Dolphin Man, though. This is why. Oh. Let's talk about the Cook Strait. He's very zen. Let's talk about the Cook Strait. The Cook Strait. It separates the North and South Islands of New Zealand and is 14 miles wide at its narrowest point. So just like there's a a challenge to climb all of the highest mountains in each of the seven continents, that's known as, Adam, do you know what? The Seven Summits Challenge? Yeah. Okay. Just just the mountains are Denali in Alaska, Aconcagua in Argentina, Vincent in Antarctica, (laughs) Kilimanjaro in Tanzania, Mount Elbrus in Russia, Punkak Jaya in Indonesia. <laughs> and Mount, Mount Noah Butching Translation in Australia. Wait, Punkak Jaya? I had to be fucking done. Punkak Vagina? Punkak Vagina, whatever. So there's seven summits and it's like a thing to climb all of them. Okay? <laughs> so what I didn't know is there's also a challenge to cross all seven brutal cha- channels wow. by swimming. Okay? Oh, like the English Channel and what else? The, so the- there's the North Channel between Ireland and Scotland, the Cook Strait. That's what we're going to talk about Where between the North and South Islands, islands of New Zealand. Oh, the little, the little yeah. strait that separates New Zealand. Yep, yep. The Molokai Channel between Molokai, Molokai and Oahu, the English Channel, the Catalina Channel, the something I can't pronounce cha- strait, and the Strait of Gibraltar. How about the Bolinas Channel? We've fucking crossed that. 
All right. So anyway, how about how about how oh about cha- how about God. changing the channel? Good. Is that part of it? Is good. that part of it? Good. That's good. That's the eighth one. That's the eighth one. These dudes don't watch TV, so that's the hardest oh one for them. God. All right. So the Cook Straight is ranked number two out of the seven channels in terms of toughness. It's wild, unpredictable weather. It's powerful currents, chilly water that causes hypothermia, stinging jellyfish, and lots of sharks. Oh shit. Okay. The reason we're talking about the Cook Strait is because William Tubridge, he set out to swim the Cook Strait, but instead of to swim it over land, he was gonna swim it like a dolphin. So do do the butterfly? So ba- yeah, so basically in New Zealand, there's two types of dolphins, the Maui dolphin and the Hector's dolphin. And there's they're... actually three types. There's a Maui dolphin, the Hector dolphin, and a man dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they're yeah. all three of them are are endangered and he was gonna swim the channel like a uh like a dolphin to bring awareness to them <laughs> he's such a weird <laughs> yeah I know. so so he's gonna swim a channel again 14 miles <laughs> like a dolphin swimming like a dolphin that means that he has to go down about 15 to 20 feet under the water that's so he goes down 15 to 20 feet and literally swims so like imagine a worm undulating that is the only way he's allowed to swim he's not allowed to use his arms he swam like a worm. Okay. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Did he do it? Do you know how fucking hard that would be? Do, try doing that. Did he, at, did he do just it? Just listen to me. Try doing that in a pool and see how hard that is. Okay. He's about to do it for 14 miles. On February 15th, 2019, after spending nine hours and 15 minutes swimming like a dolphin underwater <laughs> and going a total distance of 32 kilometers, 20 miles, he actually eventually, he went 20 miles. He finally made it. He made a total of 943 dives, like going up and down. When he got to the surface again, he wasn't allowed to like move forward because he was trying to swim like a dolphin. Do you know what he said when they finally found him? Here you go. What did he say? <laughs> he was just like, <laughs> he just turned into a dolphin. By the way, that wasn't sounded like this is Adam acting like a dolphin. And like, yeah, he turned into a dolphin. Yeah. So um, as he put it, we had strong currents. Cold water pouches, patches and big ass fruits and big ass nuts like I am <laughs> and rough seas. It was like being, he said, it was like being in a washing machine at times. Yeah. I was getting leg cramps, cold blisters, the usual stuff. Luckily I had an erection the whole time because I'm a huge man, but I still feel like I got off lightly. There were so many things that could have gone wrong. And if anyone did, I probably wouldn't have made it. I'm feeling a lot of relief and jubilation to have made it. Um, and in 2021, William Shrewbridge was appointed a member of the New Zealand Order of Merit. For his time crossing the Cook Channel like a dolphin. That's a fine thing to play now. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> what do you think about the story? Uh, dolphin man. Yeah, I mean he's a fucking character. Um, he <laughs> swam fucking twenty miles like a dolphin, and that's yeah. all you have to he say. He swam nine hours as a dolphin. You know, he got out of the water. He's like. Eh! <laughs> They're like, holy shit, William, you've become a dolphin. The dolphin man is fucking here. He's such a weird. He just became a fucking dolphin after that, honestly. Oh my god. Um This I, is what you can do. This is what you can do. Okay. When you have big nuts. When you have too much free time. <laughs> and big ass Johnson. Big ass nuts, too. Big ass Johnson. Okay. Well, so I'm gonna end with free diving with whales. Okay. A free diver named Fabrice Schnoller. I'm sure that's not how you pronounce the last name. He's made it his mission to capture whale communication and sound while freediving. So basically what he's come up with is that scuba gear somehow freaks out the whales. 
So he free dives to like 50 feet down and observes whale communication. <laughs> so awesome. It's so fucking cool. So wait, he's swimming near like humpbacks that are sleeping. Sperm whales that are sleeping vertically. Is that dangerous as a motherfucker? That, yeah, it's so dangerous. So listen to this. Guillermo, first of all, Guillermo Nero, the French dude, he also has videos of him like dancing around vertical sperm whales, free diving with them. It's cool because it shows you scale of how big these fucking whales are next to a human being. They're like towers. I saw that video. That was one of the most French things I've ever seen. He is so French. The way he does his whole thing is so French. So one French. thing about like him dancing is that he's like a fairy. And I guess in France, that's cool. In the US, you know, it's just like, it's so it not. I think it's oh really cool. I think it's really cool. I'm Wait, saying. in the video, do you remember seeing his suit? That's what we're talking about. Let me go. Let me go. All right. I'll be talking about the suit. Okay. I want to tell the people something. I want to tell the people something. Guillermo Guillermo Nero, okay? He has a wetsuit on, but in French fashion, he has like a jock strap going over his wetsuit. Something no (laughs) American man would ever wear in his life. It's like, it's the weirdest thing. It's like, he's flying around and all all you're like is like, why are you wearing a jock strap? You have to see the video, but you'll be like, what is he doing? It's it's a black jock strap outside of it, his wetsuit. It looks like he, he it's so it odd. looks like he intentionally wore a speedo over his wetsuit because he thought it looked good. It's a thong. It's not even a speedo. No, I know, but it's like he's wearing it because he think for style. It's so there's weird. there's no function to it. It's so weird. There's no it's function. Like, everything to it. else about the video is cool except for the thong. It's like wearing. this is so cool. You're dancing around with the sperm whales, but like you're wearing a thong. Please watch the video. I will include a photo of with, it. With sperm whales? Aren't they vicious? I'll include a photo on the Instagram. Hold on. So basically, Jesus. what he said is that the sperm whales look like submerged islands coming towards you. That's <laughs> so cool. Yeah. Cool. And as he also says, the reason he does it, Jane Goodall didn't study apes from a plane. And so you can expect to study the ocean and the animals from a classroom. You've got to live it. You've got to get in there. You've got to get wet. Also, put some house music behind it. Yeah. Also, put house music behind your free diving Also, video, I use house perfectly. music. So sperm whales are sperm whales are 125,000 pounds and they're 60 feet in length. Their brains are are 17 pounds, which is five times the size of our brain. Their clicking sound. Listen, how crazy this is. Their clicking sounds at a maximum of 236 decibels are louder than 2,000 pounds of TNT exploding 200 feet away from you. What the clicking sounds like the whale noises? They're the top of their clicking sounds. If they wanted to, it's louder than 2,000 pounds of TNT exploding. Sperm whales. How? So they cannot. So that can not only blow out your eardrums, it actually can vibrate your body to pieces. What? They can kill you. I didn't realize this. They can kill you. Not only are they at 125,000 pounds with razor sharp teeth and the and the world's biggest predator. Yeah. But they can just do a sound and kill you. They are actually predators. Sperm whales. They are the big world's biggest predator. So they don't have like the baleen gills for no, they got plankton. Teeth. They, they got have actual teeth. teeth. Yeah, and they're the ones that sleep vertically. They are. Scary. Moby Dick. But they're cool. They're cool. Gen- I mean, so when they're, when their clicking sounds are slowed down, they show an incredibly complex collection of different kinds of clicks, like short, long, medium. Like it's just crazy. The different clicks they have. Mm-hmm. Um, here's some stories that he has from diving with them. Basically one time the whale pod was hanging out with both adults and young calves. He, he said he approached them with a camera, a calf swam over and faced him. Then took the camera in its mouth. Immediately, a group of huge adult sperm whales surrounded the calf and started like bombarding it with a ton of clicks. And seconds later, the calf let he let go of the camera and he like swam behind the adults without looking at them. And he and Scholler said the young whale looked ashamed. 
and that it wasn't supposed to touch the humans. He, he. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, he said it was like totally. Everyone that free dives with whales say that they know that like there's no scientific uh, consensus on whales communicating, but that they're 100% communicating. Really? Like, like they are like talking to each other. Everyone that swam with them. Uh, there's a lot. Uh, yeah. Four people freak out. There's a lot of am- anthropomorphizing a- animals. Stroller likes to do that. Yeah. But he said the young calf was ashamed and swam way behind the adults. It's really cool. Because, uh, yeah, because you're not supposed to touch humans. Um, one time in 20, in 20. Oh, so he said he's witnessed on numerous occasions sperm, sperm whales like clicking back and forth to each other. So like a whale, a sperm whale will bend one way. And it'll click to one whale and then it'll bend the other way and it will click in a completely different pattern to a different one. So he's observing this because people, people think that the scuba diving gear and bubbles freak out wildlife. You can't get as close to them with the scuba diving gear because it freaks out the wildlife. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. can see that. So once in 2011, he was, he was free dive studying, studying them when a calf approached and started bumping him with its nose. Again, a calf is fucking huge. When you see these things, it looks like a human being swimming around. How big around. is a calf? I don't know, but it's bigger than him. When you see people swimming with them, free diving with them, it looks like s- someone swimming around a tower. Yeah, when they're sleeping, like vertically. It is so cool. It's amazing. So, so he held out his arm to push the calf back because it was bumping him with his nose and it was probably like breaking his ribs, yeah. right? So he's like puts out his arm to, to push it back, and he felt a sudden shock of heat rush up his arm. And what had happened was the energy from the click, the calf had clicked when he put, tried to push it back. And the energy from it was strong enough to paralyze his arm for the rest of the day. <laughs> so he he like had a paralyzed arm because it was so it vibrated the sh- vibrated his arm. That's so sick. He says at best the clicks sound like at like the lowest they sound like a jackhammer. It's like so loud. Okay. Um. So now he has a company that takes uh VR cameras down, and they like make the experience. Oh. Because he's like you can put on the goggles and experience what it's like to like scuba dive around. Oh my god! Rail. Can I? Oh, sorry, where where can we find that? That's awesome. I know. So he had a, a movie come out in 2016 that I tried to load on my computer and it wouldn't load for some reason. But it's called The Click Effect and it was nominated for an Emmy and it was like in conjunction with New York Times. Whoa. So I want to watch that. Okay. But anyway, that's what's fucking up with free diving with whales. Sick as There's fuck. other sick stories about it too, but it just seems crazy. There you go. Yeah. Okay. We're, we're going to do one more break and after that, it is time for Open Kimono. Absolutely. This is the open kimono where we freely talk and discuss our final thoughts on the topic and we leave nothing to the imagination. So what is your open kimono? So number one, I think that I, I want to try this. I really think that I want to try it. Um, I think that a good goal would be like 30 feet and breath hold for like two minutes. Okay. 30 feet is ridiculously far. Right, well, fucking we're pushing the body to its limits. Now, number two, 
is that uh, hum- these humans are becoming sea creatures. And it's really fucking sick. And it's the visuals are really cool. So I will include a lot of photos for this one on the at Dude Nature Instagram, shameless. Um, but I think it's fucking awesome. It's crazy. When they're doing the no limit bobsled down to the abyss, it's like the it's like the bobsled to hell. It's like they're just facing straight de- they're like they're just going down into the into the darkness without a scuba gear. Like a human fish. Yeah. What are your thoughts? I think the idea of being a master of the ocean is something that has always really fascinated me. Like what if you were just like a Laird Hamilton level surfer, a Herbert Niche level diver, you know, yeah. and a Jacusto level naturalist, and you were just like, I'm a master of the ocean. Or Jacusto level you, ball sack. And then you grew gills, right? And then yeah. you're like, I'm gonna swim yeah. as a dolphin. Yeah. But instead of swimming as a dolphin, I'm gonna go deeper and swim as an right. angular fish, start eating things, live at the bottom. Now we're living at the bottom of the ocean. You know, we have a, our own civilization. You can see Herbert Niche at the Monterey Bay Aquarium because he's now a dolphin. Sorry, William Tuberger, who's now a, who's now a dolphin because he swam 20 miles like a dolphin. <laughs> Do you guys understand it? He, went, he swam 20 miles like a dolphin across a channel. And then, Is this what he was listening yeah. to as he swam? Absolutely. He said that when he was about, he, he would say that when he was about to give up, he would just think about the dolphins. Because he did it for the dolphins. That's what he said. Uh, shout out to the tongue-eating louse. Shout out to the kraken living in the ice planets. And how could we forget about Sarah's boyfriends? Hopefully, she'll marry a free diver, you know, who's faced his fears and has a lot of breath and patience for Sarah. Yeah, I also want to declare dolphins can also apply. Also dolphins. If they want to. To be Sarah's boyfriend. That's right. Guys, you can find us on Instagram at do it underscore nature. Please Go to the mothership at dudenature.com. Great. We have a website now. We have a now. fucking website. That was a cool. software developer. Yeah. But you know what? You could be just a grandma to make a website on Squarespace, honestly. Shout out to Squarespace. <laughs> Squarespace.com. Financially supporting the podcast in the future. Um, know anything else? Um, way to get paid for doing the podcast. Yeah. Really excited. About You're that. on the clock. Hey, listeners, we love you. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you soon.